Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Vince Young's attorney's office, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. I'm Scott Sweeney, a.k.a. the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. How are you, Sherpa? I am all tuckered out, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. So what about those wacky cowboys and all those injuries that we had last weekend? Was, I, I can't think of anybody's fantasy oh. team who's whose fantasy team isn't in shambles right now. Can you? Uh, No, because mine definitely are. <laughs> That's right, uh-huh. which is why it's important to listen every week, because we make sure that yeah. you know what's going on. I've got a huge list of injuries for you this week, and then we're going to oh. take a look. Oh, what? <laughs> I was just going to say, can I gloat about the Chiefs yet, or should uh. we save that for the show? We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Hold okay. on. Just and the Cowboys looked really good last weekend. It looks like they finally have a running back that they haven't really had mm-hmm. since uh, uh, since the days of, of uh, Emmett Smith. Well, to be honest, I was a little surprised that the single game rushing record was only 235 yards. I felt like with all the good running backs we've had should have been higher than that. But good for DeMarco Murray. I don't know if we can expect that kind of production out of him every week or all that much in the future. If, but if he rushes for anywhere close to 100 yards a week, I would be very happy if I were you, or at least if I had him on my fantasy team. Well, I I don't know what to think of what they're going to do with the three running backs who all have the potential to run for 100 or more yards in any given game. It's just No, he's got to be their guy now. He's I don't be think guy. So. No I don't more, think no more see. Felix Jones. No more to sharp choice. We'll He's get clearly... there. We need to get through some other stuff first. <laughs> all right, all right. We well, gotta I was just go through injuries. Give you a then... chance to gloat for a little bit before I gloat. Well, well, let's get through. Let's get through the housekeeping stuff. Then we can talk. All right, about I'll this. be back in ten minutes. We are going to go through injuries and transactions. Then we've got all this week's game analysis. We'll tell you who to start, who to sit, and all that good stuff. I'm sure along the way we'll make some crazy bold predictions as we generally provoke each other into doing so. But in the meantime, if you would like to have your voice heard and be a part of our show, there are a number of ways to get a hold of us. We will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every Wednesday night. And you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show. And you can find us all week long on the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which also has a great blog that can help you with your waiver wire picks if you so need. <laughs> and I'm sure most of you do this week. And you can also find the Fantasy Football Sherpa's musings on the Huffington Post, his most recent article being, How Should You Evaluate a Fantasy Football Trade That's Been Proposed to You? And now that I've given you the 700 ways to contact us, I think we'll just jump right into the injuries and transactions. We've even got a coach injury for you again this week, so there's all kinds of good stuff. They should have a coach's IR. Do they have that yet? Uh, Not quite yet. I don't think anyone's actually had to go on it, but they are all day today. (laughs) Um, First off, 
The Minnesota Vikings released wide receiver Bernard Berrien this week. He has passed through waivers without being claimed, so he's officially a free agent now. That's a Another Another free agent, Terrell Owens, held an open workout outside L.A. Tuesday afternoon. While no NFL scouts attended, uh, some teams, I'm sure, will be keeping an eye on him, as many need a, a big game threat wide receiver. And he if was you have offered, a workout and nobody comes to, to watch well, it, Well, other people came, it just wasn't NFL scouts. As I was getting to, the Arena Football League has offered him a contract, so he's got a backup plan. I don't think he's quite ready to go that route, but it's, it's still there. Uh, as we talked about last week, there were a number of, I guess, first-time starters for this season, some rookies, some second-year guys, uh, but it looks like Tim Tebow was the only starter who new starter who won their game this weekend, oddly enough. The Redskins suffered some big losses, not just their game, but running back Tim Hightower towards MCL, he's done for the season on IR. Santana Moss had hand surgery. He's going to be out five to seven weeks, which is a big loss, their number one wide receiver. Rex Grossman has been hospitalized with pneumonia. He was not on the sidelines because he wasn't feeling well on Sunday, and then Monday he was admitted to the hospital, so that's unfortunate. Um, and also, Chris Cooley was put on IR with his broken finger slash. Now they're calling it a hand injury. He's done for the year. And Buccaneers running back Ernest Graham tore his Achilles tendon during the game Sunday. He is done for the season. That's a big loss. Although it looks like the Buccaneers are on their bye this week, and it looks like LeGarrette Blunt has uh, been practicing. He's hoping to play after the bye week, but we'll see how that goes. Cadillac Williams still on the shelf. Uh, another running back, several running backs, suffered some not-so-fun injuries this week. Raiders running back Darren McFadden is on that list. He sprained his foot. He's wandering around on crutches now. The Raiders have a bye this week, so they're going to reevaluate him next Monday and see where he's at then. Quarterback's not their only problem out in Oakland, it seems like. Detroit had a couple of nasty injuries this weekend. As you know, Javid Best, the running back, did not play. He's still day-to-day with that concussion. He's unlikely to play because he's still not practicing. So we'll see how that goes as the week goes on, but I wouldn't count on him for your fantasy teams. Matthew Stafford sprained his ankle during the game. He was limping around. I'm sure Detroit had a, a mini heart attack when they saw him go down. He's been limited practice, but what he has been doing has looked very good, and he is likely going to start this week. Another quarterback. Taunting him? Hmm? Was Ndamukong Sue taunting Matthew Stafford or not? Uh, you never know. Maybe that's how he toughens up, but get we'll the see. Um, Atlanta's quarterback, Matt Ryan, suffered what looked to be a really, really bad injury, um, a hit that bent his knee and ankle in one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It looks like he's got rubber bones, but somehow he managed to come back and continue after that nasty hit, and an MRI showed that he, his ankle and knee are fine. He, they're on a bye this week, so he's going to be okay. Both knee um, and his ankle? And yes, both his knee okay. and his ankle. And as the Sherpa alluded to, Falcons are a little upset because there was some taunting by a few of their defensive players, Indomitian Sue included. I'm not a big fan of hearing about that, but 
we will see what happens with that. I'm sure they will be getting a call from the league and maybe a little bit poorer as this week goes on. Miami's quarterback situation continues to intrigue, I guess. Deteriorate <laughs> is uh, another word that comes to mind. Uh, well, it, there, it's it's a problem. Um, Matt Moore is day-to-day with bruised ribs. He is practicing, so I'm sure he'll play. Miami did have to put their backup. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Just okay. let me finish. Miami had to put backup quarterback Sage Rosenfels on the reserve non-football injury list with a blood disorder that requires rest. He will not be playing the rest of the year. And they signed J.P. Lozman, formerly of the Buffalo Bills and Washington Redskins, to be their new backup quarterback. We'll see how that all goes. Um, as we talked about at the top of the show, Cowboys running back to Marco Murray set their Cowboys r- record for most rushing yards in a single game and the rookie record for rushing yards in a single game with 253. Uh, keeping some elite company there is DeMarco Murray. Peyton Hillis is back at practice for the first time today for, with his hamstring injury. Cleveland says that he will be starting come Sunday. The Rams are not say? sure. Eh, true. The Rams are not so sure about quarterback Sam Bradford's status come Sunday. He's still not taking snaps at quarterback. He's that ankle injury is definitely not healing as well as they thought, so that's definitely going to be a game time decision. If he's not practicing come Friday, I don't think we will see him on the field. Uh Cardinals running back Beanie Wells injured his knee during the game. He thinks he will play this week. He hasn't been practicing, so keep an eye on it, but he is planning to play. Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson is, quote, day-to-day and has not been ruled out for Sunday. He's been limited at practice, but he is practicing, which is a step in the right direction. The Colts placed uh, quarterback Kerry Collins on IR with that concussion that's been plaguing him, so he is done for the season, and that may be it for the career. Uh, obviously, you don't think I'll bring him back next year? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, but we'll see. Um, I'll take I don't my tongue think out of my out. cheek. I don't think that's how he wanted it to end, but there you have it. Broncos running back Willis McGahee is not being ruled out, even though he had surgery to repair a broken finger yesterday. Um, although various reports have him, various reports have him out for anywhere from one to four weeks. They're calling him day to day. So, if a guy has surgery and still wants to play Sunday, and you're not saying no, you don't have a lot of confidence in Sean Moreno. So we'll see what happens with Willis McGahee. <laughs> I bet it's not Sean Moreno that's spreading those rumors that he's playing on Sunday. Mm, I don't know. But uh, as I alluded to, another coach injury this week, Jacksonville Jaguars coach Jack Del Rio injured his left leg during Monday's game versus Baltimore. It was actually the Ravens punter, Sam Koch, who did it. So he's been limping around and using a golf cart at practice and taking a lot of ribbing from his team. Uh, Heinz Ward injured his ankle and is in a walking boot, but he says a walking boot is a positive sign. He is planning to play. It's not a high ankle sprain, and he said it would take a lot for him not to play this week. There are reports that the Dolphins have started putting feelers out on the possibility of bringing in Bill Cower as their new head coach. Obviously, Tony Sperano is going to lose his job at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if. They do have some issues at running back with Reggie Bush and Daniel Thomas both missing at least part of practice. Reggie Bush has a neck injury. He was limited. Daniel Thomas with his 
ever-present hamstring injury, did not practice at all, so keep an eye on that, although quite frankly, I'm sure your team's run game is not hinging solely on either of them. Giants running back Brandon Jacobs with his knee injury was limited at practice, but he is at least practicing, so that's good. Uh, Colts running back Joseph Adai is not so lucky. He's still not practicing with his own hamstring injury. Titans quarterback Matt Hasselbeck was limited with a right thumb injury. Maybe that explains some of the poor play this week. Vikings wide receiver Percy Harvin has his rib injury, and tight end Vasant Shanko with his foot injury both missed practice today. I think they're both going to try to play, and I would expect them to unless something takes a serious turn between now and them. Saints tight end Jimmy Graham with his ankle injury didn't was limited at practice. He should play. He played through it last week. And running back Mark Ingram has a heel injury and did not practice at all. That's something I'd keep a little closer eye on. Rams wide receiver Denario Alexander missed practice with the ever-present hamstring injury, which everybody seems to have. <laughs> Cardinals wide receiver Early Doucette has a quad injury. They're mixing it up a little bit there, not just hamstrings. Now we're doing I'm quads. I'm working on a vaccine. He's not practicing. You could make a killing with a vaccine. Uh, Cleveland wide receiver Mohamed Massaqua didn't practice with a head injury. Tight end Ben Watson has his own head injury and did not practice as well. Seattle is playing the quarterback guessing game this week. Tavares Jackson's return to practice with his pectoral muscle injury. He has been splitting snaps with Charlie Whitehurst. And if Tavares Jackson can physically go, I think they'll start him. But they won't know. It's a game-time decision. Tight end Zach Miller with a neck injury. Also a game-time decision and limited at practice. And running back Marshawn Lynch, who injured his back during pregame warm-ups on Sunday, is returning to practice, but will also be a game-time decision. Dallas running back Felix Jones with his ankle injury didn't practice. Remember, he didn't play last week, paving the way for that DeMarco Murray big game. And Tashard Choice was also limited to practice with a shoulder injury. And on buys this week are the Falcons, Bears, Packers, Jets, Raiders, and Buccaneers. And we've finally come to the end of the line with transactions and injuries. I'm sure you're all very excited about that. <laughs> I'm still listening. I have no more injuries to tell you. Okay. <laughs> we'll just have to talk about All right, so we plunge right into the, the games for the week then? Let's do it. All right, first game up, first early game on Sunday afternoon is Arizona at Baltimore. Yeah, both these teams had rough weeks last week. Arizona, that was expected. Baltimore, unexpected. It's yeah. hard to believe that they looked as pitiful as they did against Jacksonville, but I think they're going to bounce back at home on Sunday, and I think they win by 10 points. Baltimore 27, Arizona 17, say at the Sherpa. Ooh, all right. Um, you know, I I really want to think that Arizona's going to win this. I just, logically, I don't think it can happen. Baltimore took quite... Quite the uh, beat down, while it may not have actually looked like one, certainly felt like one. Um, Arizona, they have all the pieces. I just don't understand why they aren't winning more games. I really, Kevin really Cobb believe in this team. I, I believe in Kevin Cobb. I still think I know you do. That's why I said that. In a two-quarterback league. Um, if Beanie Wells plays, I would start him just because with – Six more teams on buys this week, and with all the injuries, Beanie Wells is somebody you're still going to have to play, even against the Baltimore defense, which, quite frankly, didn't look all that scary last week. I know they should be, and 
probably will be again this week, but I'm still going to play Beanie Wells. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Andre Roberts I'm going to start. No early Doucette with me if he's got a quad injury, even if he plays. I don't like the idea of him trying to outrun the Baltimore defense on a bad leg. Uh, tight end Todd Heap, obviously still battling some injuries, so king it is. Um, that's really only if you have no other tight end options, but he's not a terrible one. Um, I may say yes to kicker Jay Feely, but I would say no to the defense. I think Baltimore's offense is going to come back a little stronger this week. What do you think, Sherpa? Well, first of all, just back to Arizona for a second. Um, they Didn't they use, I think it was Rob Hausler that they used? Rob last Hauser, year, I mean, last right. week instead of King, and I think he actually caught four balls. So do you think he's somebody that you would start over King or, or not? Mm, I guess so. I'm not really in love with either of them, quite frankly. If sure. Todd Heap was healthy, that'd be the one I'd want to go with. But Hausler's probably still available on Samira waiver wire, so he's not going to be a terrible pickup. Okay. Now, for Baltimore, I do think they will bounce back, so I'm going to start quarterback Joe Flacco. I would start running back Ray Rice, wide receivers Antoine Bolden and Torrey Smith, and the Ravens' defense. I'm on the fence about tight end Ed Dixon and kicker Billy Cundiff. If you need them because of a bye week or injuries, go ahead, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. And I would be sitting running back Ricky Williams, wide receiver Lee Evans, who's questionable with that ankle injury, and tight end Dennis Pitta, who actually caught a few balls um, last week, but overall has been pretty pitiful. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, it's some clever, aren't I? All right, um, anything else on this game, or shall we move on to Let's Minnesota and Carolina? Minnesota and Carolina. I, yikes. I was, I'm not as impressed as, as Troy Aikman is by Christian Ponder, if you happen to watch that game. Oh, Last uh, Sunday, it was like ponder, 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 ponder was every other word out of Troy Aikman's mouth. It seemed like the guy could do no wrong, and yet somehow his team lost. But this week, I think he gets his his first win, and it'll be on the road. But I think that Minnesota has enough defense to contain Cam Newton's running somewhat. So I'll pick Minnesota to win this 28-24 I think Minnesota wins this by at least a touchdown. I like Christian Ponder a lot. I agree with Troy Aikman, <laughs> shockingly enough. Um, I don't think you can fault him for losing that game last week. They were playing the Green Bay Packers, who could score a gazillion points on anybody if they wanted to. I think Christian Ponder is going to have a much better game than Cam Newton. I think that I just I think Minnesota wins pretty convincingly, even though they're in Carolina. I would start Christian Ponder. Probably only a two-quarterback league right now. I mean, obviously he's not an elite quarterback right now. It's his second start. But I'm also going to start Adrian Peterson. I'm going to start Shanko at tight end if he plays, which I suspect he will. Um, And I'd also start Percy Harvin at wide receiver if he plays, which I suspect he will. Obviously, you shouldn't be starting Bernard Berrien this week because he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> that would be a good reason not to start him. <laughs> it's a great reason not to. Kind of like me uh, recommending starting Steve Slayton a few weeks ago when he wasn't on Houston anymore. There you go. But uh, beyond Percy Harvin, I don't know if I want to start any of the other receivers, Ron Mishadu, uh Jenkins, Greg Camarillo, just because I don't really know who Ponder's going to be most comfortable with and giving the most targets. I kind of like to wait a couple of weeks before going big on 
second and third wide receivers on teams with new quarterbacks. I would start kicker Ryan Longwell, and I would start the defense, though. For Carolina, I the reason I like Cam Newton so much is you know, he's a guy that doesn't have to throw for 300 yards to have a lot of fantasy value because of all the running he does. I think he's probably one of three quarterbacks that I would put in that category, the other two, of course, being Philadelphia's Michael Vick and Denver's Tim Tebow. But the thing is, Newton, unlike the others, has shown that he can throw this season for 300 and on occasion even 400 yards. But you know, And they're not going to run much on Minnesota's defense, or I wouldn't expect them to. So he'll probably spend most of the game throwing. I'm going to start Cam Newton. I'll start wide receiver Steve Smith, and I'll start tight end Greg Olson. If you're up against it in a bye, I think uh, Jeremy Shockey is somebody that you could start. Uh, the defense is also an option if you have to, as is kicker Orlando Mare. I'd stay away from running backs D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart again just because I don't think they're going to be able to, to run much. Okay. So onward and upward. Next game up, we've got two winners from last week. We have Jacksonville that that um, somehow beat the Ravens on Monday night at home, and we've got Houston that tore apart Tennessee on the road last week in a, a very impressive game, which, I don't know, they're, they're like the ultimate tease team, Houston, but I still think they're going to have trouble moving the ball against Jacksonville's offense, but I think they'll still manage enough yardage to win, and I'll go with Houston to win a low-scoring game 20-13. to 13. I'm pretty sure Houston's blown out Jacksonville this week. The only reason I think you should be watching this game is to see if Jack Del Rio is in a golf cart on the sidelines. <laughs> I don't think this game's even going to be close. Um, Fantasy-wise, you can start playing Gabrick, I would say only in a two-quarterback league. Maurice Jones-Drew you can go ahead with. Uh, tight end Mercedes Lewis, I'm not really interested in. I don't think there's a reason to start him. I don't think there's going to be enough value. Um, but if you're hurting for a tight end because of buys and injuries, go ahead. I just I don't think you're getting a ton out of him this week. Uh, so he doesn't Mike have the Tom- Janice stamp of approval? Nope, nope, he doesn't. Uh, it seems to be a trend. You get a big contract this year, your numbers are going way down. See also Chris Johnson. <laughs> but uh, wide receivers, Mike Thomas, I think you can start. Uh, Jason Hill, I would start. Beyond that, I would say no. And the kicker, Josh Scobie, in the defense, I definitely wouldn't start the defense. Maybe Josh Scobie, because I think they're going more field goals than anything else, but he's more of a maybe for me. Didn't the Texans redo Arian Foster's contract, or am I imagining that? Arian Foster also had a pitiful first few weeks of the season. Did he not? He wasn't playing. He did. He did, <laughs> but that's, you know, you, there's no hangover there's an exception back there. To I mean, he was also rule. injured the first few weeks of the season. But anyway, regardless, I'm starting him this week. I would recommend starting tight end Owen Daniels in the defense. I'm actually on the fence about Matt Schaub. Hopefully you have a better matchup this weekend because I'm, I'm not real keen on his. And same thing for wide receiver Andre Johnson, who's still questionable with that hamstring, as Jana alluded to, and their other uh, wide receivers, Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones. Again, hopefully you don't have to start them because I don't think they're thrown for a lot of yards against Jacksonville's you, defense. You were uh, real Joel high. Is... <laughs> sorry, what sorry, was that? No, I'm just, I'm, you're very high on the Jacksonville defense. 
Well, I just I look at the statistics and the yards per game they're giving up on both defense on both uh, rushing and passing, and they're among the the top you know, dozen or so offenses in both. I mean, that doesn't make them the 86 Bears or anything, but they're you know, they're better than people think. Put it that way. It wasn't a total shock that they were able to contain Baltimore, but I'm still shocked that they scored enough to win the game. But anyway. Back to the matter at hand here, tight end Joel Dreesen is also a, a maybe for me for Houston, and I would sit running backs Ben Tate and Derek Ward. Don't think either of them are going to get enough action to to be meaningful contributors this week, and also kicker Neil Rackers to him because I don't think they're scoring a lot of points this week. All right. We are going to see who, who wins this game for sure. <laughs> I, I just refer you back to last week's Kansas City-Oakland game, which I'm cherry-picking Although I did pick Oakland to win that too, but anyway, um, again I'm sure with you the, pick... the <laughs> you're you're predicting one thing and, and rooting for another. You've been doing this for a couple of weeks. You've Got to get on okay. one side or the other. Well, uh, that's the beauty of being this. Nobody ever goes back and tracks whether that's not true because everything's up on the blog and then the podcast for people to check. <laughs> I encourage you to do that and then compare us against anyone else. And come back. We'll wait for you. So anyway. Onward to Miami taking on my beloved New York Giants and both coming off of bye week, so I expect both to be a little rusty or sloppy, but uh, spoken like a true overconfident Giants fan, I just don't see them losing this game. They've had some close calls at home against Buffalo. They were lucky to win that game, or fortunate, I should say. Yeah, They were never in the Seattle game, but this game I think they'll win, but Miami's defense, again, a little bit better than people think. They've certainly improved since the New England debacle to open the season. I think New York wins this, but 27-21, it'll be close. I I agree it'll be a closer game, and I think Miami's defense is better than a lot of people give them credit for. The biggest issue here is that their offense is not as good as they should be with Matt Moore's, got Bruce Ribs. Both their running backs are, are battling injuries. That's what I'm a little. And they don't even about. have, um, and they've lost their backup quarterback too, Sage Rosenfeld. They don't even have him. I, to the I like J.P. Lewisman better than Sage Rosenfeld. No, I think Sage Rosenfeld is still better at this stage in his career. Well, it doesn't matter because he can't play. It doesn't. You're right. I was just your <laughs> So fantasy wise, uh, I agree. This game will be close. I think the Giants win. I, Miami. It's just. Ugh. I hope Bill Cowher comes and fixes things. But not going to come more, in the middle of the season. Is I don't know maybe I I no, don't he's going to wait until rich. next season when they have Andrew Locker or whomever and he's not going to give up a cushy job with CBS in the middle of the season. We don't, don't need think. to we don't need to worry about it too much right now. Okay. We'll just figure out the fantasy. Just get back to arguing about Sage Rosenfeld and JP Lowe. So Matt, I'm just ignoring you now. Matt Moore, okay. <laughs> I would start probably more as a second quarterback. Uh, quite frankly, he's injured and his numbers are not awe-inducing, as as it were, even when he's healthy. Reggie Bush and Daniel Thomas. This week, I'm not super excited about either of them. I hope you have other options. Really, these guys should only be third running backs at best, and maybe they're holes for a bye week, but neither of them look particularly impressive, and they're both injured right now. I don't like it. Brandon Marshall, well, it's fun defense, I think so. Well, if they're not healthy enough to run and run after they've been hit, the first hit, I 
it doesn't matter how good the defense is. They're not going to give you enough. a good point. I guess they can't come out in a golf cart either. No, probably not. But I am going to start wide receiver Brandon Marshall. Devon Bess and Brian Hartline, I think, are interesting options for flex spots or fill-ins on a bye week. Tight end Anthony Fasano, I do not like at all. I wouldn't start. But you may need a tight end. It's a bye week, and there are a lot of injuries. Kicker Dan Carpenter and the defense, I really would say probably no to both because the Giants have enough potential playmakers that they can put some points up, and there are probably better options for you out there. But the Miami defense is going to be available in almost every league anywhere, so if you really are desperate for a fill-in, it's not a terrible option. Agreed. For the Giants, I would start quarterback Eli Manning, start running back Ahmad Bradshaw, start wide receivers Akeem Nix, and yes, Victor Cruz. I think he's going to have a bounce-back game this week, and start the defense. On the fence about Brandon Jacobs, he's still questionable with that knee injury. Even if he plays, I don't think he's a great option for you. Hopefully you have a better one. Wide receivers, Mario, wide receiver Mario Manningham, tight end Jake Bauer, and kicker Lawrence Times. Again, hopefully I'm neutral on them, but hopefully you have better options. And running back DJ Ware, who hopefully isn't even on your fantasy team, but if by chance he is, don't start him this week. <laughs> I really hope you're you're not so far deep into it that DJ wears on your fantasy team. He's none the worse for wear. But anyway, moving on, we've got New Orleans at St. Louis. I predicted that New Orleans over Indianapolis last week would be the biggest blowout, but I thought the score would be 38 to 10. There's no way that I thought them that they would score 62 points. I guess I was a little too conservative in my assessment. But I'm, I'm, so I'm going to raise. More- touchdown passes than he did incompletions. That's Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. I I that, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. So mm-hmm. and I don't think St. Louis is going to provide much more opposition than than Indianapolis did, but I think they're going to be tired from running up the score last week and also they're on the road even though it's the same time zone, but I think New Orleans wins this game, but I think they're only going to win by three touchdowns this week. I'll go New Orleans 35, St. Louis 14. Going conservative this week, huh? <laughs> I am. I only um, well, actually I'm I'm going out on a limb because last week I only thought they would score I think 34 points or 32, but so I'm I'm stepping it up. It's all right. Uh, Obviously, there are a lot of fantasy options here. I agree they're going to win this game. St. Louis without Sam Bradford and with a gimpy Devery Henderson makes me concerned, even more concerned than I already was about them. So uh, I wouldn't expect a lot out of them. I would expect to start almost anybody who's ever played from the New Orleans Saints this week. Chris Ivory? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Jeremy Shockey? Even though he's not on the uh, team anymore. Well, maybe you want it. We'll get to we'll we'll deal with him. We already Tom dealt Dempsey. with him, actually. But anyway, we're moving on. I'm ignoring the Sherpa again. We are running out of time. I'm going to start Drew Brees. I'm going to start Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles. I'm not going to start Mark Ingram this week. A heel a heel injury I don't like, and the fact that they really don't need to use him to win this game makes me think they'll be a little conservative with him. He'll be there. Uh, well, I'm not going to start him even if he is. But tight end Jimmy Graham, I am absolutely starting. He played through an ankle injury just fine last week. Wide receivers, this is always kind of a crapshoot. I would say if you've got one, start him. 
if they're going to be throwing as many touchdowns or even close to it as last week, you might as well try and get in on that, especially on a bye week where things are a little thin and wide receivers have been dropping like flies lately. So Lance Moore, Henderson, Robert Meacham, whatever floats your boat. I would start the defense. I'd start the kicker. He'll be kicking a lot of extra points this week. Did you mention Colston? Uh, I didn't, but I meant to. To me, he's the so, one automatic guy in their lineup besides Breeze. Yeah. And I Graham now, like, too, has become pretty automatic. Uh, Jimmy Graham is the number one tight end in fantasy right now. So yes. He, I would Weren't say we arguing be, about that before the season? Not that we have to rehash it now, but anyway. I don't know. I'm sure people can right. go back and listen. Go back and listen to the old uh, <laughs> podcast and you'll know. And it also help improve our ratings and get the, the big corporate sponsorship. We are moving for your, on. What do you think right. about St. Louis? Not much. Um, I would start running back Steven Jackson and wide receiver Brandon Lloyd, and that's it. Uh, Denario Alexander is questionable with a hamstring injury. Even if he plays, hopefully you have better options. Uh, tight end Lance Kendrick, same thing, neutral on him. Sit quarterback Sam Bradford if he plays with his high ankle sprain and definitely sit A.J. Feely if he somehow sees the light of the field again. Sit wide receivers Greg Salas and Brandon Gibson. Tight end Michael Humanawanui, I think I said that correctly, sit the defense and sit kicker Josh Brown. All right, let's keep rolling. We're zipping right through the games here and making up for lost time left and right. Indianapolis at Tennessee, this should be another blowout. Tennessee 31, Indianapolis 10. How's that for brevity and being to the point and concise? Uh, It's it's pretty concise. (laughs) Um, Obviously, Indy not setting the world on fire. Uh, They're definitely going to be in the Andrew Luck sweepstakes come the end of the season. Do they play Miami? Uh, I don't know offhand, but there are not a ton of fantasy options to be had here. Tennessee, not exactly a powerhouse, but still going to be better than Indianapolis this week. Um, Curtis Painter really should only be a second quarterback league option, and that's only because six other quarterbacks are on buys this week. Uh, Running backs, obviously we're not going to see Joseph Adai this week. I like Donald Brown. A lot of people like Delonte Carter. They're going to be... Splitting time, whoever's the hot hand's going to get the ball. So whichever you've got, think real hard about starting. <laughs> Even though the pass game's not going to be really strong, I'm not expecting the run game to be either. I would still start tight end Dallas Clark. He's kind of the one go-to guy on this team. Pierre Garçon, Reggie Wayne, I'd say maybe, and that's more of it being a bye week and wide receiver being a little thin but I wouldn't expect huge numbers out of either of them. I wouldn't worry about Austin Colley. Uh I wouldn't start the defense or Adam Vinatieri. That's pretty much it. Are most wide receivers pretty thin? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, for Tennessee, I'm starting quarterback Matt Hasselbeck in spite of that fiasco last weekend. I'm starting Chris Johnson in spite of that fiasco last week and the week before that and the week before that. Seriously, if he doesn't bust out this week, I think you really have to question whether he's injured or whether there's something wrong there because this is just a tailor-made defense for him. He should be able to run north-south, east-west, any direction he wants and still gain yardage. So this should be a big week for him. This is the last week that I'm giving him the vote of confidence uh, wide receiver Ooh. Nate Washington. Ooh, do or die time. 
<laughs> he, he's got the Sherpa's pressure now looking down on him. Uh-oh. So I guarantee he has a big week. I hope he can handle he it. <laughs> I, I don't know if he can, but he's he's got the weight of the Sherpa now on his shoulders. Wide receiver Nate Washington is also a start, as is tight end Jared Cook. Start the defense and start kicker Rob Baronis. Neutral on wide receiver Lavelle Hawkins, who's been somewhat of a surprise uh, he's a good bi-week fill-in, but I wouldn't use him as a flex unless I had to. Sit running back Javon Springer. He's getting a little more involved in the offense, but still not enough. And sit wide receiver Damian Williams, who's questionable due to his concussion. Okay. All right. All right. Now, last week we had Chicago at Tampa Bay in London. This week, a little bit closer to home, but still international, still some ga- a game you would need your passport to go attend, even though they do speak English there. Washington is playing at Buffalo in Toronto on Sunday afternoon. And I actually think this is going to be a pretty entertaining game in spite of Washington's quarterback woes. I think they're going to pull this one out in a pretty high-scoring game, and I'll pick Washington to win this game 30-24. to Oh, Canada. Um, if you've ever talked to me for any period of time, you know I am a big fan of Canada in general, and I'm a big fan of the NFL going to Canada. I'm excited about this game. I really do agree with you as much as it pains me as a Cowboys fan to say I think Washington will play well. I think this will be one of the more higher-scoring games this week. I think it'll be close. I think Buffalo wins, though. You know how they love to play on that Canadian turf. Uh <laughs> But I think there I think are some good chances. This would be my third or fourth favorite game of the weekend. There's some good ones still coming up we haven't gotten to yet, Ooh. but I'm interrupting. Please go ahead. It's okay. There are some good ones coming up. Um, obviously, I'm a little partial this game, but there are some good fantasy options from the Redskins this week. Tim Hightower is not one of them, being that he's probably having knee surgery right now. Uh, John Beckett quarterback. No, he's probably listening to us right now. I'm sure he is. How could he not be? But John Beckett Maybe quarterback... Maybe if he's in surgery, you'll, you'll download the podcast. <laughs> no, we're not putting him to sleep there. I'm going to talk what about John Beckett. We wouldn't put him to sleep. Is that this okay with you? Show. I'm just going to keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> John Beck, for me, is kind of a borderline start if you're in a one-quarterback league starting it to. I think this week you probably have to start him in a one-quarterback league if you've got him. I think he's going to put up some points. Uh, just... Uh, running back-wise, I think Ryan Terrain is going to be the guy who gets the bulk of the carries. Roy Hillu, a good secondary option. Maybe if you're in a deep league and you absolutely need somebody, he's a good pickup if he's available. I don't know how many leagues he'll actually still be available in. But two weeks ago on the Fantasy Football Roundtable with Jim Day, I predicted Ryan Terrain was going to have a big week. I was just a little ahead of the times. It's going to be this week. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, <laughs> there you go. Tight end Fred Davis, I would start. Wide receiver Jabbar Gaffney and Anthony Armstrong, I'd also potentially start. Don't start Santana Moss. He is not around this week. Uh, I would say no to the defense. I think Buffalo will put up points, but I may start kicker Graham Gano as much as I do not actually like him. So if you know Ryan Terrain is going to have a big week, does that mean you have ESPN? I do have ESPN. I have so many different varieties of ESPN. <laughs> okay. So for Buffalo, I'm going to start running back Fred Jackson. I start wide receiver Steve Johnson. Uh, neutral on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He the, the shine. He seems to be losing his luster as the season goes on. T.J. Spiller, they say they're going to start using him at some wide receiver. I don't believe that. I think they've still got two or three good options there. 
uh, wide receiver David Nelson, who somehow has been abandoned in a lot of leagues now, probably because of the bye week. But you know, he's another good fill-in if you need it. And kicker Ryan Lindell. I would sit wide receiver Naaman Roosevelt. Uh, Donald Jones, still doubtful with the ankle injury. Don't start him and don't start tight end Scott Chandler, who, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, looked really good the first couple weeks of the season and hasn't done much since. And I would also stay away from Buffalo's defense because I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Shootout. All right, moving on. Uh, now we're we're going up in altitude and we're taking a look at Detroit at Denver on Sunday. This could be the the mm-hmm. the injured quarterback duel, or it could be the battle of the backups. Uh, I guess Tim Tebow isn't really a backup anymore, but he started mm-hmm. out in season one. But anyway, I'll go with Detroit to actually get their act together and win this game. I know everybody's on the Tebow bandwagon now. At least, you know, everybody says he always keeps you in games and finds a way to win, blah, blah, blah. He only keeps you in games for three minutes, and it's the last three minutes. If the game's still close, he's got a shot, but I don't think it's going to be at that point. I think it'll be close, but I think this will be more like the San Diego game was where they try, you know, they have the ball at the end of the game with a chance to tie the score and it doesn't work out. So I'm going to go with Detroit to win this. I think Matthew Stafford plays maybe not as effectively as usual, but I'll still pick Detroit to win this game 27-20. I think they win by maybe 10 points, but I... The Tim Tebow experience will roll to Denver for the first time this season, and I'm sure that'll cause some commotion there, and it's going to be noisy. But even with Matt Stafford having a bad leg and probably no job at best, I still think Detroit wins this game. Their defense is going to be able to contain Tebow, and last week wasn't exactly the best test of how he's going to fare against a better defense. So we'll see for real this week what he looks like. Um, I would still start Stafford, but be a little more wary. Obviously, his numbers were not phenomenal last week, and he sprained his ankle. So we'll see how it goes. I would say he's, if you've got a better option, go with it, but if he's your guy, just go on and ride it. (laughs) I'm still going to start tight end Brandon Pettigrew um, at running back. Morris Morris, I think, is is my pick there. He seemed to get more of the carries, but I even if best plays, I still might like Morris better. And what I about really Keelan don't Williams? Like Keelan Williams is a factor, but I like Morris better of the two. I think if you've got either one and you need a spot filled in your lineup, you can start them. But I guess it's a good I, thing we're not co-managing a team then. We don't agree on anything. We could never co-manage a team. (laughs) Uh, Wide receiver Calvin Johnson is a must-start. Titus Young really looked not so good last week. He dropped some and fell off on some routes. I think he's coming back this week. I'm a believer, and I'm going to start him. Nate Burleson is a maybe for me, and I'm going to start the defense, and I'm going to start kicker Jason Hansen. For Denver, I'm going to start Tim Tebow. Again, with him, you're going to get more of his fantasy value from his running and his, you know, hopefully, goal line, using himself as the goal line back. You know, if he breaks 200 yards in passing and throws a touchdown or two, that's just icing on the cake for him. I actually will take a flyer on Sean Moreno and start him. 
this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying this whole Willis McGahee Superman act yet. So unless I hear otherwise, no Sean Moreno is the one running back I would want to start there this week. I'd also start tight end Daniel Fells, who seems to have some kind of rapport with Tebow. So we'll see if that continues. I'm not buying the Lance Ball experience, so I think even if McGahee doesn't start, I wouldn't expect Lance Ball to contribute much. Wide receiver Eric Decker had a bad game last week, so I wouldn't start him unless I had to this week. Same thing to Marius Thomas. He might be a really talented player, but I just don't see Tebow getting the ball to him consistently yet, so don't start him. Also neutral on the defense. I'm sitting Willis McGahee. I'm sitting Eddie Royal, who's, for me, probably been the biggest disappointment in fantasy this year. Even when he hasn't been hurt, he hasn't contributed anything. And I'm also uh, sitting kicker Matt Prater. So now we move on to what I think is probably going to be the most interesting game of the day. And I, I think you'll probably disagree with me, but we're talking New England at Pittsburgh. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen this week. This is a really interesting week. We've got the number one rushing offense in Philadelphia playing the number one rushing defense in Dallas. We've also got the number one throwing offense in New England playing the number one throwing defense, pass defense in Pittsburgh. But sticking to the subject at hand here, I think Pittsburgh is just going to have a field day against New England's secondary and I think Big Ben and the Steelers are going to pull this one out at home, 31 to 24. Really? All right. Um, obviously, I do not agree. This is the one game to watch this week, but <laughs> I think it will be a good game. I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, I really, I don't have a strong opinion on who's going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to whoever gets the ball last in the fourth quarter either Big Ben or Tom Brady is going to orchestrate a nice little fourth-quarter comeback. And I We're talking really... about the Steelers here, not the Cowboys. Listen, I like Big Ben as a quarterback, even with a bum foot. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the defense. Well, There's no way he's driving 90 yards on the Steelers' defense on their pass defense not have... in the last minute of the game. Uh, I, you know what? I don't agree. Shockingly enough, I don't agree with well, you. Well, again, it's a good I thing we're not whoever... managing a team. Whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. And that being said, obviously it's a close game. Um, But fantasy-wise, even though they're playing the Pittsburgh defense, I still think there are people you should absolutely be starting, and one of those is Tom Brady. Uh, Tight end Rob Gronkowski had a little uh, incident with some bad pictures on Twitter this week, but I think that he'll be fine to start. I don't think they're not going to start him because he's associating with the wrong kind of people. But he is going to be splitting time with Aaron Hernandez, who's making a little bit of a comeback. So now you're faced with the which tight end gets the more targets this week. And I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be Gronkowski, but Aaron Hernandez in a deep league, if you need a flex player on a bye week, not a terrible option. Wide receiver West Wide receiver Wes Welker, I would go ahead and start. Dion Branch is a maybe. Chad Ochocinco is a maybe for me. I still believe he is going to have fantasy value. Do not drop him like the Sherpa. No, not again. Um, running backs, I'm not very excited about. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, the law firm. Danny Woodhead, not really doing it for me. But, again, if you need somebody because of buys, go with either of them. I like Woodhead a little better, but I don't love either matchup. 
I would say no to the defense and yes to kicker Steven Goskowski. He's one of the best fantasy-wise. And before you get to your Pittsburgh uh, analysis, we had a question on Twitter from Jeff Bartley asking, what's the deal with Heinz Ward? Why is he worthless to my fantasy team? As we mentioned before, he has an ankle injury, which is not a high ankle sprain, but he's hoping to play. What do you think about him this week? Uh, We're going to get to him, but I was recommending that you sit him this week. And as far as being on your fantasy roster, if he's not starting, I would look for a guy that you think might have more fantasy value later in the season. I mean, if if you're pretty set at wide receiver now, take a chance on a guy. I don't care if it's you know, Anthony Armstrong or Mike Sims-Walker or somebody like that, somebody that, you know, could conceivably be a number one wide receiver by the end of the season. And, you know, with Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown and Sanders there, I just don't think Heinz Ward is a number one wide receiver anymore. So not only would I not start him this week, if I could find a better option or an option with a higher ceiling, I, I think I would not even have him on my roster anymore at this point. What do you think, Jenna? I still like Heinz Ward. I think he's still got fantasy value, and I'm clearly the only one still on the Heinz Ward bandwagon, so there's plenty of room here if anyone else wants to join me. <laughs> Who would you rather he's have available. on your team, Heinz Ward he's, or Chad Ochocinco? I'd rather have Heinz Ward, but sure, he's still available you. in a lot of leagues, so if you need somebody on a bye week, he's going to play. He's going to get some targets. He's going to play. It's not a terrible option with some of the people that are still on a waiver wire in most leagues. Okay, so for Pittsburgh, I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger. I'm starting Richard Mendenhall. I'm starting Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown. I'm starting Heath Miller, and I'm starting kicker Sean Sweesom. On the fence about Emmanuel Sanders in the defense, and I'm sitting running backs Isaac Redmond, Jonathan Dwyer, and wide receiver Heinz Ward. Cough, cough. <laughs> All right, again, onward and upward. Right. We've still got four games to go and not much time left, so we'll start with Cleveland at San Francisco. I think this will be a close, low-scoring game, but I say San Francisco wins 20-17. to 17. I think San Francisco wins this as well, but I think there are still some people you can start on Cleveland. I still like Colt McCoy. Uh, Peyton Hillis is going to play this week unless his agent decides otherwise, so I'm probably still going to start him as long as he does play. Muhammad Masakoy, I am going to sit this week. He's a little banged up, and it makes me a little nervous. I like Greg Little. Josh Cribbs is a maybe. Brian Rubisky, a maybe. Uh, tight end Ben Watson, still a little dinged up. Evan Moore, I think I like a little better. Uh, I agree. Defense and kicker, there we go. We agree on something. Phil Dawson, battling a little bit of an injury. I'm going to say sit him. I'm also going to say... Maybe to the Cleveland defense, it's not a terrible option if you look at their stats comparatively. Um, If you need a bye week pickup, it's a good one. San Francisco, I don't think, is going to put up a ton, a ton of points on them. So, so far, our co-managed fantasy football team would consist of Evan Moore starting at tight end, and that's it. Clearly a championship team. (laughs) I I think so. We we just need to fill it out a little bit more. But uh, I think we definitely have a strong foundation there. For San Francisco, I'm starting running back Frank Gore, tight end Vernon Davis in the defense. On the fence about Michael Crabtree, the Cleveland defense is pretty good, as, as Seattle found out last week. And even a team with a quarterback like San Francisco is going to find that out this week. I'm sitting Alex Smith. I'm sitting Kendall Hunter. 
Braylon Edwards, he's supposedly practicing and up and running again, but I don't think this is the week to start him. I wouldn't start Ted Ginn Jr., and I would not start David Akers either. Moving right. up the moving up the coast to Seattle, also known as San Francisco, without the sunshine. We've got Cincinnati at Seattle this week, and I just think Cincinnati has too much offense, or I should say just enough offense and too much defense. I think they win this game 20-10. to 10. Seattle's a hot mess. I think that Cincinnati wins this game. Uh, I hope it's higher scoring than 20-10, but I sincerely doubt it. I think you're probably right on the score. Um, I'm going to start Andy Dalton. I'm going to start Cedric Benson. I'm going to start tight end Jermaine Gresham. Wide receivers, uh, A.J. Green I'll start, Jerome Simpson. Beyond that, I'm going to say no. Uh, obviously, if they're only scoring points, 20 points, they're not scoring a ton of touchdowns. So there aren't that many fantasy points to be had. I would say yes to kicker Mike Nugent and yes to the defense because Seattle is, like I said, a disaster. <laughs> Seattle, this is going to be quick. Start the defense and nobody else. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, Dallas okay. to Philadelphia, the Sunday night game, which I'm assuming is not – well, I'm assuming that you thought San Diego-Kansas City was the best game of the week, or was I mistaken there? Uh, you were mistaken. <laughs> oh, okay. So, anyway, I think you're going to be happy with the outcome of this game. I think it's close. I think you could flip a coin, but I'm going to pick – Dallas on the verge of its newfound running game led by DeMarco Murray to win this game 30-28, to 28, which mm, will make people are calling for Andy Reid's head again. I very much like to pick Dallas, but Philly is undefeated under Andy Reid coming off a bye week. They are playing at home, and they have had two weeks to prepare for Dallas, who is still banged up, even though Tony Romo's ribs are feeling a little better. Um, so honestly, I think it's going to go either way, and it's going to come down to whether or not Tony Romo is going to win the game or lose the game for them. Hopefully, he's winning it, but eh, I don't know. I think the right um, game wins it for them. Well, I don't necessarily. I think we have to. Uh, well, you're the expert think, on Dallas, so. I think they need to have a successful offensive attack, and it's got to be balanced. I don't think the run game can win it solely. They got to win this through the air, especially late. I would start Tony Romo. I'd start tight end Jason Witten. I would start wide receivers Des Bryant and Miles Austin. Beyond that, there's not enough value. Running backs, if Felix Jones plays, it's going to become a real issue. I don't think Tashar Choice should be on your rosters anymore. DeMarco Murray and Felix Jones, I think you can both start this week because I think if Felix Jones is healthy and plays, they will be splitting carries, but they're not going to tell us if Felix Jones is going to play until game time. So unless you're but he's going had to all his up. chances, and he's never had a game like Murray did last week. I mean, he's been what he's Felix in Jones the league now four guy. years. They traded away Marion Barber to make Felix Jones their number one. And I, don't I mean, think after last week, it has that. to be clear to them that that Murray has a higher ceiling than Jones. He doesn't well, though. Anyway, they ha- I'll go I back to my my whole. Um, I think you can, I think you can start kicker Dan Bailey. Uh, I would say no to the defense because I think both sides score some serious points here. Okay. Philadelphia, I'm starting quarterback Michael Vick, running back LaShawn McCoy, wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, neutral on wide receiver Jason Avant, uh, tight end Brent Selleck and kicker Alex Henry, and I would sit Ronnie Brown, not that you were going to start him anyway, and I would sit the defense because I think the Cowboys are going to rack up some serious points on the Eagles. 
just so, one thing, Jason Avant has been very quietly putting up big fantasy numbers. He and Michael Vick have a big rapport, and he is a great option for uh I don't think he had such a big game the last game before the bye. Everybody was touting him kind of like they were Greg Little last week, and he didn't do much either. But uh, he'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. I, I agree with you. Avant is out there still on a lot of uh, waiver wires, so he's somebody you might grab if you, you know, had a Santana Moss or somebody that went down with an injury last week. So moving on to the best game of the week, or at least from my perspective, hopefully the, well, I, I no, I can't even say that. I picked against Kansas City last week and I was wrong, so in keeping, I'm going to pick against them this week and hope that I'm wrong again. I think San Diego beats them 28-20, to 20, much as I want to pick Kansas City. I just think San Diego is is a little bit too much for them. So how do you see this game? Um, I think it's a lot. Clo- it's going to be a lot closer than it should be because obviously I'm not nearly as high on Kansas City as you are. But I was really, really disappointed in Philip Rivers last week, and he's going to have to show me something big this week because I he's in my doghouse right now. I think you still start him because he's still an elite quarterback, and hopefully he remembers how to be an elite quarterback this week. Mm-hmm. Um. Tight end, Antonio Gates, I would start. Wide receiver, Vincent Jackson. Malcolm Floyd, Patrick Creighton's a maybe for me. The other two I'm going to go ahead and start. Running backs, Ryan Matthews, Mike Tolbert, they go with the hot hand. I don't particularly love either of them because Phillip Rivers is going to be throwing a lot this week. But uh, by week, you could have either on your roster and start them. I like Mike Tolbert a little better than Ryan Matthews, but they're still trying to force this Ryan Matthews thing on us. Um, defense and kicker, I would, I would probably still start the San Diego defense. I don't think this is a super high scoring game, but kicker Nick Novak is a maybe for me. For Kansas City, I'm starting running back Jackie Battle and wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. I'm on the fence about Steve Breston, tight end Leonard Pope in the defense, and I'm staying away from quarterback Matt Castle, running backs Thomas Jones and Dexter McCluster, and kicker Ryan suck up and with that we made it through all the games we're done in time fear not Jana and the Sherpa pulled it off so with that extra time I'm going to ask you Jana the burning question that everybody wants to know what are you going to be for Halloween this year um I'm actually not going to be anything I'm going to hand out candy to little trick-or-treaters oh (laughs) can I come Uh, to your house and (laughs) knock on the door I'm going to be dressed as Joe the plumber so if you see a Joe the plumber is a candy bars we're a high class operation here (laughs) oh okay um but thank you so much everybody for listening in we will be back again next Wednesday night and for the Twitter question what and for the Twitter question and for the Twitter question um but we will be back again next week from 9.30 10.30pm Eastern Standard Time as we are every week, you can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. We're also at the same handle on our email address, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's a great blog. It has awesome waiver wire picks during the week. You should definitely be checking that out. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post every week. And the most recent article being, how should you evaluate a fantasy football trade that's been proposed to you? Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, our crazy picks work out in my favor this week. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Great show, and have a great week, everyone. Happy Halloween. Good night.